Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan Holmes, and you're listening to the Hustlin' Holmes podcast, where I speak to a variety of individuals to help get you, the listener, insight into interesting local happenings and global issues that may be affecting us all. If you like this podcast, I hope that you would give us a like and leave some comments on our YouTube page, on Spotify, and share it with your friends to try to get the word out. And if you have an interesting story you would like to share and you are in Western Montana, please get in contact at ryan at exitrealtybv.com or follow the link in my bio. And now, here's another episode. Well, welcome to the studio. Yeah, we're recording. We're live. It's all going. All right. We're here. All right. So, the studio that Max built. I guess so. Yeah. I thought of it that way. You, yeah. Well, I mean, this is all because of you, sir. <laughs> I think it's the only podcast studio in Hamilton. It I'm might, might, might be. Yeah. Other than, I don't know, maybe there's one in somebody's basement somewhere. Could be. There could be a pirate radio station Somebody out there. Mom, somebody's mom's basement. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, in that sure. case. Yeah. So, welcome. Thanks for being here. here. Glad to finally get you in the studio. Yeah. And talk to the man of Exit Realty, Idaho and Montana. And Bitterroot Valley. Bitterroot Valley, yeah. Both things. Tell me about it. So, how did this whole thing begin? Let's start from... Uh, Start at the origin story of Exit Realty. Like way back in 2006? Yeah. Yeah, long time ago. Tell me about it. Yeah, so I, I uh, had an opportunity a little closer there. to be uh, licensed in 1995. Yeah. So I think it's going on 27 years. Uh, and I was fortunate um, to be able to work at Rocky Mountain Log Homes, mm-hmm. and we had our own land company. Yeah. And so we were able to help build out the Stock Farm Club uh, involved in land sales there and resales and log home sales and um, just a really, really good run there. And yeah. so when that ended at Rocky Mountain after about 11 years, I went to work for Caribou Creek Log Homes mm-hmm. as a national sales manager for a year. And then I just, they were in Bonners Ferry, Idaho, and it wasn't working out distance-wise. Uh, so I decided I needed to take the next step. Uh, Love the real estate business, wanted to stay here, didn't want to move. Mm-hmm. And so I, I started to research, and I spent about three months looking at everything that was out there at the time. Uh, and I went with Exit for a franchise because of how progressive they were and because of the three uh, different uh, income streams that they provided, which in the last 18 years has proven out very, very well. Gotcha, the yeah. decision I made was a good decision. Mm-hmm. So what... So the that's kind of one of the big things I think that people don't know a lot about in terms of exit. What other than just uh, working as an agent, you can also not yes. not only just from commission, but you can also get um, income from uh, residuals, which is a big thing. One level residuals, yes. So the way the way it works is in the real estate industry, it's never changed. You either take listings, mm-hmm. or you work with buyers, Yeah, right? And the the thing that caught my attention with Exit at the time was I, I thought to myself, how many real, realtor retirement parties have I been to? <laughs> and to this day, 
27 years licensed in this valley, I've been to one with a colleague at Cobalt Banker. One retirement party. Well, why is that? Because most agents don't have, unless, you know, I'm sure some have 401ks and they've bought real estate and they've done really well. They've invested. They should have been doing that yeah. all along. But along came 2008, 2012, which was like a big gut punch in the industry nationwide. Absolutely. Worldwide. Felt global. Worldwide. Yeah. So that was uh, really at that point when I went through that with the brokerage, you know, I kept getting paid residuals. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden I had the third dimension of real estate, which nobody else had and nobody still has in this valley. Yeah. And so in the course of the last 18 years, we've paid out $1.3 million in one level residuals uh, to agents in this brokerage. Wow. Into this local economy over and above their commissions. That's and the great news is it didn't come out of anybody's commission. It's paid by the brokerage. Yeah. Well, the brokerage has to be profitable. It's got to be run correctly. It's got to have the right support systems in place. Um, I did, ran uh, a couple weeks ago the, you know, the top ten agents mm -hmm. on the on the real estate board. Yeah. And the and six of them were either current exit agents or previous exit agents because awesome. you don't keep people forever. Yeah. No. Right. But... So that's a part of our legacy. Right. That's we can take somebody that has the aptitude, the attitude and get them to altitude awesome. because of what we've got in place. We've yeah. proven it yeah. over and over again. So um, so what that has done for me, having that third income stream, has resulted in me and my wife, Tina, being able to invest more in our agents, mm -hmm. more in the tools that are available, training, all of that, and also in real estate, which if you're not doing that as an agent, you know, once you're up and running, yeah. uh, I think I almost think your clients – expect that level of expertise at some point because it's, you know, hey, I'm living in my van down by the river, but I'm going to try to sell you this million-dollar house, you know. <laughs> so I, I think um, all of that comes with time and all that comes with level of experience. Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, but that, that capability that residuals has given us uh, has been phenomenal. And 2009, uh, we opened the brokerage in spring of 07, but in 2009 – uh, I took it another step further, mm -hmm. and we became regional owners with Exit Realty, which gave us the ability to own the franchise rights in the state of Montana. Gotcha. Okay. And uh, I was the only franchisee here. I was wow. the first one in the state. You know, and I, I tell a story um, about being elk hunting two years ago in the in the Big Hole Valley, mm -hmm. which is for people that don't live here. That's probably if they saw it, they would think it's one of those desolate places on the planet, especially when it's 30 below, right? It's a pretty incredible place, though. And I came down a road, and there was a ground blizzard going on, and I was looking for a place to do a T-turn to turn around because the snow was starting to drift. Mm -hmm. And I looked over to the left, and there was an exit sign. <laughs> out in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> no you know where Twin Lakes is. Yeah. yeah, right? yeah. So that's out there, right? Yeah. And I looked at that sign, and I said, that sign's there because of the decision I made in November of 2006. Wow. Right. Yeah. I mean, so it's built from there, you know, franchise franchisees and Great Falls in Missoula. We have three offices in Missoula. We're Great Falls. We're in Polson. We're in Laurel, Montana. Uh, and we since about a year and a half ago, we bought the franchise rights to Idaho. Yeah. And so we now have two managing brokers in place, Kathy Butts for Hamilton and for Darby and Kim Lindman for Stevensville. Yeah. That's going to enable Tina and I to get out on the road and get the rest of these franchises sold, which makes it better for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. It expands our referral base. Mm -hmm. 
And Exit's got a, you know, it's not just the residuals. I mean, it's a very unique program all the way around. So if I have a, a listing in Great Falls and I call the Great Falls broker, that's a 40% referral to me because it's within the system. Yeah, yeah. If I take it outside the system, it's only going to pay me 25% referral. Sure, yeah. Right? So they've been able to do the things that weren't available in the industry. We haven't changed anything. We haven't changed anything at all. We're the only company where an agent you know, can go to $100,000 in income and then go to 90-10 on a split for the rest of the year. Yep. Right? But it gets better, Ryan, as you well know. If you decide to take time off to have a child, if there's an illness in the family and you're receiving residuals, you can take a step back and still receive 7% on all of those people you've recruited. Yeah. Again, one level, mm-hmm. just like somebody selling an insurance policy to you. You renew in a year, they get paid again. Sure. We have to pay agents within three days because they've already spent the money, most of them, right? Um, <laughs> Hopefully Especially when they're starting out, right? <laughs> yeah. So, but then beyond that, this is this is something that's really, really unique. Uh, there's, there's a beneficiary death benefit. So we have right. many, yep. many stories within the system of an agent dying, stay-at-home mom, two or three kids who's never worked. Yeah. And that continues to pay 5% for as long as those agents are involved in the system. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. Right? So we had an agent that died in a car wreck in Spokane. We have three offices there. And the people that were recruited by this gentleman all got together and had a luncheon about a month after the funeral with the wife and said, look, we are going to go out en masse and get as many listings, as many sales as we can to really help you out. That's awesome. Where else do you get that from? Right. It's, yeah. not, out, it's not out there. It's really not out there. So uh, that whole system kind of breeds a a different culture oh for sure you know it's a family culture 100 percent uh i see it i've been around long enough you know to see and i see with other brokerages and other systems that are out there easy come easy go yeah here today gone tomorrow right um what it what is it that causes people to stay around right because we Uh, yeah 100 percent. so we still average more eight we have more agents than anybody on the board Mm -hmm. here on the local board um but that's because of the culture, and that's because of the support and the tools and how we care about each other. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's a very well-rounded program. It's been very, very um, – we've been very blessed, you know, by being involved with this. And so, yeah, yeah. so when you get to a certain age, you start to think about your legacy. You know, what are you, what are you leaving behind? What are you cultivating? What are you trying to share? What are you trying to impart, especially to the next generation like yourself? Yeah. Right? And to watch somebody go from, and they're not going from zero. They're only coming from zero coming into this business mm-hmm. because they have other experiences. Not all of them apply to this business. You found that out. For sure. Right? Yeah. But a lot of it does. A lot of it does. So we, our job is to take that skill set that's there, enhance it. Mm-hmm. Right? Work with, work with the agent and get them to the point where they're doing the best possible job for the client. Know, our yeah. seller or our buyer. Yep. Without that, yep. we have nothing. Yeah, I can I can attest to that. It's been quite. I mean, I'm going on a year and a half now, and it's been quite the exciting and wild ride since I started this whole adventure. I mean, I initially got into it thinking, oh yeah, just something I'll kind of do on the side, you know, because I was helping my parents with their flipping business. And then the more I got into it, and the I mean, it's definitely a lot to do with the culture around this brokerage especially how we're all just kind of willing to help each other and making sure that we all have the right information and that we're all you know the the senior agents and brokers around here are more than willing to help 
any time to help you, you know, with a buyer, with a listing, anything that's kind of, there's a lot of convoluted things in this industry too. Of like, oh, yeah. you know, sure. a lot of complicated issues to, to deal with. And I, I've never had a moment where I haven't been able to turn to somebody and get an answer, at right. least to get me in the right direction. And, um, yeah, I mean, I have some experiences from my past career that I'm able to draw mm-hmm. upon, but there's a lot of new things here, and it's just been, um, yeah, that the help has been overwhelming and and more than welcome. And you know, I can't speak to, I can't speak to other brokerages because I haven't worked at other ones. But just from what people tell me, it's, you know, it's um, it's pretty incredible to be here. So, well, we have a lot of responsibility. Yeah, right? absolutely. You have a lot yeah, of responsibility. for sure. I mean, if we're not concentrating every day on our client, our mm-hmm. buyer, or our seller, in the case of a seller, we're probably dealing with their most important asset, probably their most expensive asset that they own yep. because of what's happened yep. with home equity in the last four or five years. Uh, we have to be good stewards of that. With buyers, you know, we have to be just as diligent because look at the environment now. Interest rates over seven, yeah, right? First-time home buyers. Does that even exist anymore? Hardly, until we can get our rates down, yeah. get our inventory up. Inventory is starting to come up a little in, bit in all yep. areas, all of our market areas. So that'll balance out. The Fed's going to have to do something here. Sure, yeah. Pause, start to cut down in 24. Something will give there. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, there's people that are going to be stuck in the rent cycle for a long time. Maybe, yeah. maybe always. Oh, we're, you know? I mean, I saw yeah. a statistic the other day that it was we're approaching 60% of people renting versus owning yeah. in this country. Yeah, so, so if you're a millennial, you're born in 1980 on, yep. right? I mean, it's a tough place to be because rents are unforgiving. Yes, right. also. Rents have not backed off. So that's a supply and demand issue too. Not yep. not helped out by the pandemic with all the remote workers coming in and taking oh, for sure. know, what's yeah. existing. I mean, that's, so that's we, need, we need new housing. We need a lot more new housing being built. And I think a lot of municipalities, I know Missoula County mm-hmm. is very progressive in that area and cutting the, the red tape and the regulation to get apartment buildings built, multifamily. Yeah. yeah. I've seen a lot happen. of multifamily going in. Yeah. It has to there. happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we need a little more, a little more density on, you know, yeah. both, I mean, that's both good and bad. It brings positives and negatives, but definitely in terms of, of providing people with housing, we need a little higher density housing. Yeah. I see. I mean, it's nice to be here and have everything spread out, but at the same time, we also need to provide spots for people that work in town, you know. And, and we just don't have much land to develop. That's that's the other. Well, Especially yeah, I mean, that's the city, yeah, the county, the same way. We're hemmed in, yep. by government land. Yep, north, south, east, and west. I mean, that's yeah, yeah that's the the double-edged sword of living in this in yeah. Valley County, especially is yeah, it's beautiful and spread out here, but we have so much limited space. Yeah, that's true. But going. Um, so going back to to residuals and and the exit kind of ideology around that, kind of break down how that works. Because I think there a lot of people have a bit of a misconception about how yeah, these residuals are actually paid out. Well, I hear I've heard before numerous times, well it's a multi level company. Yep. Well it's not. It's it it's a one level residual program. And so I recruit you into the business, which I did. Yep. Right? you have the opportunity to do the same with someone else. That doesn't happen for agents right away because mm-hmm. they got to get their feet underneath them. they got to get yeah. situated in their business and, and get things going, right? But you, So what happens is, is every time Ryan sells something, 
I get 10% of his gross commission. But it doesn't come out of Ryan's commission. It comes out of the brokerage side. Yep. It's paid by the brokerage. So that's, that's part of our culture. That's when we bought the franchise, signed the document, we agreed to abide by that, mm-hmm. right? To, pro- to provide that third dimension of income and all those benefits that come with it, the 10, seven, and the five, right? Yep. So Ryan makes $100,000, he's capped me out at 10,000. Can't, I can't make any more. So yeah, so there's a limit. There's a limit Okay. One on that person. Yeah. Then it starts over again January 1st, okay? So you may go to the 1st of March, Ryan, and you, you cap out and now you're at 90, 10 commission, 90% to you. 10% of the company, which is basically an admin fee at that point. Yep. We feel if we can get you to that point, which we're very successful at doing, you deserve that. The company feels that way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's a great, it's a great retention tool, right? Absolutely. It's a motivational tool, believe me. Right? And so the game then becomes, with a, with a cooperating market, how fast can I cap out every year? Right? By end of first quarter. Yeah, yeah. It happens. <laughs> you know, so, so the exciting part of it is, that can be done anywhere in North America, whatever there's an exit office mm-hmm. in Canada or in the U.S., right? So in 19, it will be 19 years in November, wow, right? yeah. I've been paid $936,000 in one-level residuals. Okay, hopefully that, descript, that, that uh, description I gave explains that. But that, the cool thing about that, that has nothing to do with commissions. Yeah. All right, so take five years, four to five years out of that equation because there were very few brokerages anywhere that were profitable mm-hmm. or agents for that matter from 08 to 12, yeah. right, when we started to come out of this. Uh, and divide that in and, t- and look at the income per year, right? Yeah. I was making more money per year on residuals than most agents were making selling real estate. Wow. So we used to call it mailbox money. It used to come in a check yeah, form. Yeah. Now it goes directly into our bank account. What do you use that money for? Well, I put my son through college. Right, which was not cheap. University of Montana. I can yep. go down the list. I can give you story after story about people that have paid for cancer care. You know, things that come up. Uh, real estate investment opportunities is the number one thing it's used for. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Right, because you know it doesn't go away. All right, so you have that same opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, once you get going, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's about that. You're about that at that point, right? Because you're well versed enough in it, you'll be able to explain it and tell the story. Yeah. It's all, it's all about the elevator speech, right? True. That two-minute elevator speech, what, what we do. No matter how well you tell the story, there's still somebody out there that doesn't believe it. It doesn't believe it. But I'm living proof of it, okay? And here's the really good news. Those residuals stay with me for the rest of my life, as long as I'm an exit associate. Yep. doesn't mean I have to sell real estate. I could be sitting on a beach in Hawaii 10 years from now, retired, and the agents I brought in, as long as they're still here, you're one of them. Mm-hmm. Every time you sell something, I get paid 7%, 7%. You get that no other place. No, you right? don't. I mean, There's a couple of different companies out there that are multi-level. Yeah. Seven levels deep, all different things, right? So it's, it's a proven system. Um, it makes it, because of the residuals, it makes it easier for Tina and I to sell franchises yep. because they've never seen anything like it before. They've never heard of anything like it before. And... When I started to sell franchises in 09, had made a lot of residuals at that point, mm-hmm. right? Bought it in 06, opened it up in spring of 07, and then the market, down she went, yeah. right? Yeah. But we were still able to sell franchises. All of them were profitable, right? So is it easier for us to go out now? Now we have two managing brokers in place to sell with this 
track record in place. Oh yeah, you're damn well right. It's going to be easier. Yeah, right? speak to that. What was what was that like? Because you you said you you opened X Realty Bitter Valley in 2006. I bought it in 06. And both opened in 07. You have 120 days to open the office. Okay. So open in 07, and then 2008 rolls around, and the global financial crisis. Katie, borrow the door, right? (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I mean, you know, I built an office out that was 5,600 square feet. When I went to training, they told me, build out once, never move. Yeah. Every time you move, you lose a little bit, right? So I did that, and I still own that. That building, yep, right? Yep. Uh, we just rehabbed it. We're getting ready to sell it. We've built a new building here, the one we're sitting in now. Um, so I did everything I was told to do. It all played out. It worked out great, mm-hmm. right? But there were days where I walked around that circle. I had room for 45 agents. Yeah. And I looked at some of those cubicles, and I'm going, where the hell's everybody at? You know. But at that time, nobody knew what was happening with the industry. You know. I mean, it was, it was just a really odd time. It was a good thing for all franchisees to go through, yeah. the ones that survived it. There were a lot that didn't survive it. Oh, for sure. I mean, I know brokers in this valley that lost their homes. Wow, yeah. right? They weren't prepared for it. And how could you? How could you be other than to be debt-free right, and be very well positioned? Yep. Because you just think the business is going to keep going the way it's going. And I'll tell you what, at the end of 07, it was screaming. Mm-hmm. Valuations, well, it took us many, many, many years to get back in this valley to the level of valuation we were in 07. Now we've surpassed that. Yeah. It's crazy. And we still got room to go. So so lots of opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's that also kind of speaks to something that I've I've learned over the years is the people that build in in times of crisis or when things are when the market is turning down and you spend that time building when it comes back on is when those companies that spent that time building really excel. That's what we did, Ryan. And those people, yeah. And agents that are still here that were there will tell you that's what happened. And what they heard from me was, look, we're going to take this time to really get situated in the market, really get our vendor relationships lined up, all of our contacts, because when this thing comes spinning back up, there's not going to be anybody more prepared than we were, and and it proved out to be true. And yeah. that comes from my extensive sales, sales management background. It's like, yeah. there's only one way to go, right? I had a huge investment. I wasn't going back the other way. Yeah. Now, there's some things you can't control, and that period of time proved that. Mm-hmm. But when you have that downtime, now it's time to really dig down, down into the basics. Yep, yep. Because nothing in this business has ever really changed. It's all basic fundamentals. You know, doing the right thing, buyers and sellers. Yeah, awesome. Um yeah, it's exciting to see what's going to happen over the next couple of years as well as you branch out. Yeah. And we get Montana and Idaho going. Um, well, that kind of leads to another question. What? So Exit exists in Canada and the United States at the moment. Are there right. other, do you know of any plans of expansion to, say, Mexico or there? There's Europe been talk of that, but a lot of companies get way ahead of themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're not, a pub, we're not a public company. Yeah. We're privately held. The founder's still involved day to day in the business. So, um, when you take the Remaxes of the world that are publicly traded, yeah, that are much better funded, you know they can, and they did. They branched out when the market was really screaming in the '70s and the '80s, right? Mm-hmm. And took that opportunity. That's somewhere we'll end up going, but we still have unfinished business in North America. Are you ready for a bigger house? Downsizing? Need to be closer to family or work? Whatever the reason, when it's time to move, it's time to find a realtor. 
Exit Realty Bitterroot Valley is a full-service brokerage that prides itself in being a true advocate for their clients, whether they are buying or selling. To learn more about the services we offer, simply text HUSTLIN to 85377. That's H-U-S-T-L-I-N to 85377. And so we, we have 135 franchises to sell um, next year. Wow. Okay. We just came back from a meeting in yeah. Toronto. Uh, and that is what we've been tasked to do. Mm-hmm. And so we keep expanding in all these different markets. You know, the, the name and, and, fran- and franchise sales, it's not about how many franchises that are sold so much as if you sold 135 and you lost 129 that didn't renew after five years, what have you done? Yeah, right. So your net number has to be up there, right? Because it doesn't do, again, going back to 06, it did no good for me to be here by myself. You know, the closest franchises were in Spokane. Oh, okay. And lots of support there, yeah, right? Yeah, But it's not good being by yourself. So we have, in, in Idaho, that's our task now, is we have 21 franchises to sell in Idaho, mm-hmm. right? So we have to be in all those offices once a quarter, uh, but we're available all the time uh, f- to be able to help them build their brokerages because in our system, it's about as vertically integrated as you're ever going to see. Yeah. Nobody gets paid anything from corporate down until something sells. We don't get paid on selling somebody a training course, no. right? We don't have junk fees. We don't have any of that. It's it's a very pure system. So it's driven from the top to the bottom by helping us. So us as a regional owner with franchisees, we have to drive the transactions. We have to help them recruit. We have to help them put the right systems in place, make sure they're going to convention, they're getting the trainings, uh, all the things that the company provides, which is phenomenal. Yeah. What's yeah. available. And you've seen that on the research. Oh, yeah, center. absolutely. There and is. It just gets enhanced all the time. We yeah. own our own technology. We I think that's one of the yeah. most incredible yeah. things. Yeah, we don't is, lease anything yeah. from anybody. So nobody ha- else has what we have. You know, everything's proprietary. Yep. You know, from our software all the way down. And it's all not just going to, yeah, and it won't just on a whim change because right. the contract ran out. Because the price went up. Or, yeah. Yeah. Like we saw with uh, our uh, MLS system. Exactly. <laughs> we had no control over that. No, unfortunately not. Yeah. Um, yeah, still a contentious point among many, right. many real estate agents these days. You know, I'm going tomorrow to Anaconda uh, for a state, I'm on the state board. Yeah. I'm a local Bitterroot Valley Board of Realtors. I'm a state director. And invariably, when I'm at these meetings, I, I get approached by people that I still have to tell the story. And I've been on the board before, right? Right. They still don't understand it. You know, and it, it's, it's as transparent as it gets. You can go right on to exitrealty.com and oh, they tell you everything. Yeah, click on the yeah, click right. on the four minute million. Yep, that tells the story. Yep, right, and you can watch it ten times. It never changes. No, nope. right, it's never changed in almost nineteen years, and it won't change. So it's the other thing that I I get excited about is I can only speak from our experience here, but I can guarantee you there's not another firm in this valley that has given back to the community more than we have. Right. That that I see as yeah. well, yeah. And a big part of that is Eric Exit's Spirit of Giving program. Yeah. So if we have a, a charitable event going on, like we did one with the shelter, they built a new animal shelter here. Yep. They put on an event, uh, it was a bake sale, and Exit Realty Corp, they match it dollar for dollar. That's incredible. Up to a certain dollar amount. Sure. Yeah. But it's substantial. I think it's yeah. up to 8000 so they'll match it, which makes it 16000 Yeah. Right? And we've done that 20 times here. Since that program came on, I think three years ago. Awesome. Uh, so, other companies have charitable 
things that they do. Yep. But I see it right at the ground level, and I see what effect that it has on the community. And, the, the, and that's available to every one of our agents that brings that in and says, we want to do this. How do we set it up? Yeah. It's real simple. Yeah, and not, I mean, not just from the corporate level, but I think on an individual level, too. I, yeah. I've seen, I think the majority of our agents here are involved some way with some volunteer project. Right. Right? I mean, Kathy, Kathy used to be on the board of the Bitter of Humane Association. Yeah. Um, I know that, uh, who's it, Kim McClay is involved with the school lunch program in Florence. In Florence, yeah. And, there, you know, and... Uh, Jean Walt, who's on She's Darby Parks it. and Rec, yeah. uh, a bunch of the Darby Schoolhouse or the Como Schoolhouse, like a bunch of things. And like all these people here are just so willing to be involved in these in, in associations that give back to the community as well. well You've got to be willing to give back. Yeah. I mean, it's not just about not just the money, which is a big part of it, but also the the willingness and the spirit of, of giving, I think, is right. just in everybody here Where it's in at. one way or another. So, yeah. and I think that really, really shows the the character of a lot of the people that work here. Yeah, work, I agree. Work in this brokerage. So it's, it's a pretty incredible That's experience. That's what makes and it fun coming to work here. Oh, day. super. Yeah. It's super inspiring yeah. uh, to be around a lot of these people and just see the incredible things that, that they're doing. Um, and, and yeah, it's just, uh, it's a really, even though none of us are really family, we all feel like a family, right. you know? Well, one thing I wanted to bring up, um, when we're talking about charitable yeah. ventures, uh, at the ground level here in the Bitterroot Valley, we've got a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. But we also have things that are, that are going on nationwide yeah. that we participate in. So last month, Tina and I participated in an event, which was a Spirit of Exit charitable event in the state of Iowa. And we rode our bicycles across Iowa. Oh, yeah, the RAGBRAI. Yeah, the Register's Annual Great Ride Across Iowa, 50th anniversary. Camped out seven nights with 30,000 fellow cyclists in sweltering heat and tornadic weather. Yep. Right? But it was a hell of an experience, and we raised a lot of money Mm -hmm. through the efforts of all of the brokers and the agents in the state of Idaho. And my good friend Bill Pankin and Cade Pankin and the owners of Exit, Exit Realty Upper Midwest, which are the regional owners. So Bill helped put that together. He just sent me the link, and it was game on nice. last February. Yeah, right? yeah. So big commitment on our part. We drove out there. We sure. recruited other riders from here to go, friends, uh, grade school friends of mine and that are cyclists. And so we're look, always looking for those opportunities to expand that program. Yeah. So we had agents turn out all across the state of Iowa to support us. Awesome. I think it's 36 offices in the state of Iowa, more franchise offices with an exit there than any other brand. Wow, uh, and at the end in Davenport, you know, we dipped our rear tire in the in the Missouri in Sioux City and our front tire into the Mississippi in Davenport. And our office uh, owners there, Chris Ryder and her husband, put on a hell of a party for us. Awesome. Got us properly rehydrated with a lot of beer, <laughs> right? Good food, good, good, uh, good company. A bunch of agents turned out. Nice. Raised more money at, that night at that event. So... It's not just local, too. It's a system-wide effort. Absolutely. Yeah. Exit's given millions of dollars in charitable money. Yeah, yeah. Just from the corporate side. So you going to do it again? Uh, I think I'll do it again. I'm not sure yeah. whether... T- <laughs> I don't know if Tina will do it. Tina's still healing. <laughs> it seemed quite the experience. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That is a lot of bike riding. Yeah. That was a lot of bike riding. It was fun, though. 
especially in July and the humidity and heat out there. Mm-hmm. I know how that could be. I spent a, I spent a few weeks over the summer one time, in uh, West Liberty, Iowa, and yeah. it was sweltering. Yeah, that's kind of the word, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Just sticky, um, yeah. corn and stick. That's about yeah, what's corn and soybeans. Oh, yeah, lots of soybeans too. Um, man, yeah, that's. That was, I remember, yeah, all the prep you guys did for that. That was quite the adventure, for mm-hmm. sure. Lots of preparation for that. Um, speaking of preparation, what... Uh, drawing from your years of experience, what do you see happening over the next, like, six to nine months here in the market? There's a lot of changes coming. Yeah, I, I, I'm I, fully convinced this is not just coming from me, but we're, we're privy to a lot of economic information being at the corporate level yeah. as regional owners. Uh, Tina and I also are President Circle, uh, National Association of Realtors President Circle members. Mm-hmm. So we have 1.5 million agents nationwide, and there's 1,935 of that 1.5 that are President Circle members. Okay. So we meet once a year at a really nice place, have a conclave. We bring congressional members in. Uh, Dr. Lawrence Yu, who, work, who works for NAR, yep. who's their chief economist. And so that they're, they're they're pretty good at, at, at forecasting on what's going on because, you know, we've been down this track before. There's little little nuances and different variances, sure. but it's strictly a supply and demand issue, barring any other global calamity somewhere, right? I, I, I see rates coming down in 2024. Inventories are already starting to rise. We're seeing that here. Mm-hmm. When inventories rise, rates comes down, prices come down, right? Yep. They don't go up. What drives prices up is lack of availability. Right. Yeah. I just read an article on my feed this morning about two people in Boise that are moved to Boise. They're remote workers mm-hmm. and are being called back to the office. Yeah. Or lose their job. Yeah. Yep. And so they're selling their homes now because Boise was so overvalued, over twenty percent. They're saying. Wow. For over a hundred thousand dollar loss on each home. Right. Yeah, that's still making good equity. Right. But not realizing. I mean, they're behind where they started. Yeah. Because. They did it two years ago, and now they're having to go back or lose their job. Yep. So there's a lot of that going on. There is, yeah. Right? Because there's there's a quote. I put it on Facebook the other day. Is, you know, Competition happens at the bottom of any business. Mm-hmm. But I think it really holds true in this business. Right? Uh, the success is at the top where people are collaborating. Yeah. You have to collaborate. Absolutely. Right? Not just within your brokerage, but within the community. Within the community, right. with other with other yeah. agents too. So are, I don't yeah. think anybody does a better job than us here, you know. And that's really why we've got such a success rate of bringing newer agents on. Yeah, I would rather have an agent come on like yourself, a year and a half ago, that has no bad real estate habits. Yeah, not that we still don't develop them, right? But but we take what what's good about your experience, show you what works, what's proven to work, and not every agent takes everything. Because of personality profiles, right? Yep, yep. Uh, and then watch them soar, right? When you look at an agent and go, well, when, what's the most you've ever made? 25000 And you're going to make hundred grand this year, right? Yeah. It's not when you're young, you're going, that's a lot of money. It is. But sure. it's the transformation there, but the formative part of all that is, is it's a time and money equation. What does that money do for you? It buys you more time. Yep, absolutely. You know, you can equate it by saying, yeah, it buys me a new car. It buys me this. It buys me that, you know? That's a phase you go through, but when you get to my age, it's a time, it's a time issue. Yeah, like you you can't. You only got so much time, right? True. So that's why you kind of go. You you come through this curve, and that I'm on that curve now. You mm-hmm. know where I want to impart 
as much of my success, as much as my knowledge. I gave a speech four years ago at a at an exit Montana get together. Yeah, you know where I had em- implored all of our franchisees to write their own obituary, and I had them <laughs> do that in a meeting okay. in, in an exercise. Yeah, really got to start to think about things, right? Well, I couldn't ask them to do that unless I had done the same thing. Sure. And I had done it first. And then I shared what that was, and I read it at the meeting. And I remember at the end of that, I said, uh, and it's tough reading your own obituary, right, is that um, I had set up a foundation, you know, in the local high schools uh, to, for entrepreneurs. Okay. To be able to further their efforts on into secondary education. Oh, right on. Right? That's a perpetuating scholarship. That's still a goal of mine. Yeah. I'm still here, right? Still got time. Yeah, still, still got, got time. time. So, but but that's, you know, the, um, there's a lot of people out there that tell you how to live your life. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of information. There's a, you know, I've read every, I can't tell you how much I've read on, if you've seen my library in my house, so you see the library here. Yeah. Right, on entre- entrepreneurship and you know, business management and all that good stuff, you know. Um, but you have to begin with the end in mind. Yeah. You know, that's that's the number one habit in the book, you know, the se- seven habits of successful people. Mm-hmm. Begin with the end in mind. That's hard to do. Yeah, that's Now, true. if I go back in 06 and go, well, did you expect to be where you're at now in 2023? Not, not totally, because I didn't know what was going to happen in 08 to 12. Yeah. And there were times in 2010 as I'm pulling more money out of my 401k and paying a tax penalty on it to keep everything going where you just can't answer that question. But you have to uh, tell yourself, I'm in the right program. I'm I'm living where I want to live. And this has nowhere to go but up. Yeah. Right. And we've seen that in the last few years that this valley has been discovered. It has. You know, Hollywood discovered it. The remote workers discovered it. Why not? It's a beautiful place to live. It's true. You know, so. That's why I came back. We're very blessed. That's why I came back. Yeah. I mean, it's an incredible place to be. And, you know, I'm lucky that I have, you know, the majority of my family here as yeah. well. That's that's another bonus. But, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I, I lived a lot of places on this world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I always felt the felt the call to come back home eventually. It's always. And pulling, it was, yeah. Always. Yeah. Always. Whenever yeah. I come back home, I was like, man, I wish I could. I, ne- I just never saw the the point. I didn't see the opportunity for my, myself right. yet, right? Cause well, you you had worked enough. You were used to making a good amount of money. It, yeah, right. So yeah. how does that translate here? Yeah, and it's very it hard. It didn't always do that here. No, it didn't. Right. And then, uh, yeah, one thing led to another, and I was like, you know, I'll come home for a little bit and see, you know, help my parents with this construction gig, and then got my got my license my real estate license and it's really just snowballed so how long have we known then? each other how old were you when i met you Jeez, what like eight nine years eight, old eight i think eight or nine years old you now 35 there you go i know so it's great it's all come full circle it's kind of yeah. incredible never never thought i'd be working in this industry in my life or doing you know anything anything really like this in my life but it it really it speaks to my personality a lot i've found it does. And there's, it's a good fit there's a lot of I mean, there's a lot of challenging aspects about this job, but they're they're fun. I find the the challenges incredibly fun. Uh, property investigation, you know, navigating a transaction, you know, you're kind of juggling all these little balls and trying to figure out how to make them all land in the right spot at the right time. And uh, oh, you got to be a marriage counselor. 
Yeah, yeah. Be a psychologist. <laughs> yeah, right? right. Well, I one of my one of my <laughs> most favorite jobs that I ever worked was being a bartender. Yeah, and it reminds me so much of of being a bartender. But instead of like you know getting somebody a beer, making somebody a cocktail, it's all right. Let's find you a home that you like. You know, yeah. and um, did you like that one? Okay, what what can we do differently? And then in the interim, you're also building this personal relationship with this person that you know is coming coming to get your services on a yeah. on a regular basis and you end up forming a, a quite a close relationship with these people and it's in in you know nine times out of ten it's a it's a whole lot of fun well our job is to is to teach an agent the lifetime value of a client yeah so most agents will sell a house and then they'll look around for the next deal right so our job is to fill the pipeline like do what you just said build a relationship that lasts. Yeah. So when the time comes, there's nobody else that they're going to think of, right? The, when they're in the grocery line and they overhear somebody saying to the checker they're going to list their house, you want that person to be the one that says, hey, I got the guy. I want you to talk to Ryan Holmes, right? Yeah. That's the name yeah. of the game, right? Absolutely. But if you reduce it down to its bare minimum, this is the way it's always been, and this applies to all sales, right? Yeah. You find out what people like, you give them a whole lot of that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You find out what they don't like. You don't give them any of that. Right. For sure. And if you think of that, keep that in the forefront of your mind, you can't go wrong. Right. It doesn't mean that everything you're going to do with everybody is going to work out that way. Sure. But 99% of the time, that's what it works. So how it works. So you have to spend enough time invested up front with the people yeah. to get to know them. We just had a transaction with, we're so blessed to have three offices in Stevensville, in Hamilton, and in Derby, yeah. with incredible floor traffic where people walk in the door, just come in off the street. Sometimes they don't come in. So we had a client who was outside on the sidewalk in Stevensville last month mm-hmm. who was looking at the photos and the, you know, uh, the lit up photos in the window. And our agent, Kim McClay, went outside, struck up a conversation. Next thing you know, they're inside, they're looking to buy a house, they're not represented. A week later, She's got the house. They're actually they're they're listing their home. We get the listing. That's Tim awesome. McClay gets the listing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Fast forward a week later, there's another person outside the window looking at property. We have a brand new agent, Chloe Milstein, who is inside on the floor. Yep. She's from yep. ten to three that day, taking care of people. She goes outside like we train you. Yeah. Strikes up a conversation, gets them to come inside, signs a buyer broker agreement with them, so she represents them exclusively, shows them homes, and puts the one under contract that Kim listed. That's awesome. Right? So we have both sides of the of the deal. It's not a dual agency situation where one agent's representing both parties. Yeah. It's two separate representations. It's what brokerage is all about. Yeah. Right? It's easier for us internally to deal with, with the paperwork, all of that. Absolutely. Right? But to have to see that happen, that's, that's the stuff you wake up for every day. I do. Hundred percent, right? yeah. Because then you know you know you've done well and you yep. provided that opportunity. Not everybody's going to take advantage of it. We have some agents that don't feel comfortable walking out the door, striking up a conversation. Not everybody works out. That's right? true. I mean, yeah. yeah, and and that's not to say that they're not they're not no. great agents either. They just have a different right. way of doing and it. Some people are yeah. slower. Take they take to it slower, but uh, but to see that happen, I'll tell you, incredible story. And that happens over and over and over. So. The, the people that don't have the facilities and haven't invested the money mm-hmm. in the physical buildings, right, to have that capability for their agents, 
they don't have that cap- you know they're those are the ones I see looking for their next deal. And yeah. there's still others out there who do a great job, and we've for got sure. a lot of them on the board. You know, they've they've got a pipeline that's full of people, mm-hmm. and it's just spitting them out listings and sales. It's just self perpetuating. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're an experienced agent, that I, I'm sure that could be a viable route. But I yeah. mean, coming from someone who is brand new to the industry, like having a having a central location to go to, yeah, where you can collaborate with all the people involved as well has been just an incredible help and yeah. honestly it's um i i can say that i you know i made the right choice of coming to this brokerage it's good to hear as that. my as my first place and no oh, your last and, place and or my and my last <laughs> place you know who knows maybe uh maybe always exit, training maybe exit realty <laughs> will expand somewhere else in montana and Anyway, that's yeah. down the line. My my next goal yeah. is to, you know, I've got I've got a few financial goals to make over the next right. year or two, and then um, I think another one is also get enough points so I can try to go for my uh, my broker license yeah. as well. So that'd be well. You're well on your way. Working on it. Yeah, making the progress. So, Good. well, I think that's a great place to end it. Um, thank you, Max, for, for taking together. the time and excited to see what happens over the next year or two and best of luck with selling those yeah. franchises in Idaho. Yeah. We're going to have a strong market. I think Lots so. Lots of opportunity. Yep. We're going to have to be on our toes. It's going to be flying fast and furious again. Awesome. Yeah. That's exciting. Well, thanks Ryan. All right. Thanks Max. Okay. Bye everybody. <laughs>